0: Yeah, thanks Jane so much for having me on today. And like you're saying, I I got the traditional, you know, pharmacist degree, got a doctorate of pharmacy, um, graduated in 2008. And I took what most um, the pharmacy students um, did that I graduated with, went right into working in like the retail or you might, some people call it community pharmacy, you know, that drugstore on the corner. And I did that. And in in doing in doing that, it was kind of a gradual process that I learned that okay, this isn't exactly what I thought I was getting into. You know, I wanted to you know like most people I think are genuine. Um, you know, whether you're a doctor, a pharmacist, or a nurse, and you go to school and you have good intent and and you think great, I have this opportunity to help people be healthier. That's awesome, and then you you know you get really pumped up, excited about it. And then um, for me, then working. You know, as a pharmacist, I'm, you know, they're handing out the drugs at the counter and I'm not really having a lot of time to talk with any of the patients about what's, you know, what's really else is going on in your life or what might be the cause of some of these things. And, you know, it's just a, you know, kind of like a a factory, almost like a, you know, a machine, you got to get out all these prescriptions and I see people coming in, you know, week after week. You know, some of them are addicted to pain medications, you know, or, or other things, and they're not sleeping. And um, some of the some of them do want to talk, and and you want to have time to help, you know, to talk with them. But then it's always, you know, kind of a rush to try to, you know, get back, and you got to fill your numbers. Um, Something I that's just like kind of a small piece of it, but you know, it made me like think more about, okay, what really is the root cause of the problem? And are these medications always the best answer that, you know, really addressing, you know, the underlying issues or am I just seeing the same patients coming in? Now they had a side effect to the first drug they tried. So now, you know, maybe their um, provider phoned in another prescription. Now they have the second one and it didn't actually seem like it was helping the first one. So that's just, you know, a little bit of that, that piece of it and then um, also getting into um, some of the vaccinations. Um, As you know, when I graduated, some of the states were allowing pharmacists um, to vaccinate, and that was kind of a big push that more and more states were allowing that. So that was something that I did was um, um, vaccinate for the influenza and the pneumonia vaccine. And then I started doing some of my own research and looking at some of the studies on how effective is this, and you know what, you know, side effects might people be getting, and, and oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that the companies were exempt from liability from this, and you know, is this something that I really want to be a part of? Do I really feel, you know, morally good about only offering one side? Because I, I, knew I couldn't, you know, say, hey, look at, you know, to someone who comes in to get their, say, their flu shot you know, I, I can't say, oh, look at this other, you know, study, you know, I want you to make an informed choice. And, you know, if you if you want to get it, you get it. But I just want to make sure you're aware of this is what the efficacy is. And this is some of the side effects. And I just, you know, I knew I wouldn't keep my job if I, you know, kept doing that. Um, and so I ended up that was, those were some, you know, some of the reasons I, I changed from working at kind of a retail pharmacy and I moved in at a a hospital pharmacy because where I was then I wasn't, you know, involved in directly, you know, giving some of the vaccines. And I mean, I was still part of the system, you know, but um, I I felt, I guess I felt better about it, (laughs) you know, at that point um, in my, you know, conscious. (laughs) And, and then after that, I ended up, um, my whole family relocated from, you know, Rochester, New York, down to Jacksonville, Florida. So I moved there and I, I was, you know, looking for a job at that point and I got a job with an insurance company. Um, So I think um, a lot of people are familiar with going to the pharmacy and they're told, oh, you might need a prior authorization for this. Like in the United States, um, you know, I'm sure it's, you know, different. But that's, that's how it is, you know, here with the insurance company, if it's not in the formula, you have to get a prior authorization. So I I um, was working for an insurance company then, you know, in an office setting where I would review the, the cases, you know, the doctor would write, write in um, justification, uh, request for payment for the medication, and then I would review it. And we would have certain criteria we would review it against and, you know, decide, um, you know, if they were going to. Pay for it or not. So that that was an interesting process to kind of work behind the scenes a little bit and see how you know some of that that really works. Um, so try not to take to too long with all this. So next, oh, it's awesome. It's good. It's great. Okay. Yeah. So and then I guess next step. I was still working for that company, um, but they moved me around into a few different you know departments within them, and then I ended up working. Um, for that company, but in their specialty department, which is um, basically the high cost they come like high cost high touch medications like pretty you know serious side effects that might be complex to store or administer and so I was working um, i patients when it was a patient, I would you know talk with them over the phone about you know their medication or they might call in with questions um, but it was it was interesting because we when I compare that to when I was working at, you know, retail, if someone would just call with a question, I mean, I would just say, you know, you know, maybe I just knew the answer or I would look it up and, you know, tell them about it. But working for the insurance company, it was almost like they gave you a script and I go, this is what you're going to read them. (laughs) And you, you know, you you have to recommend they get this vaccine and, you know, read this script. (laughs) And I was, um, I told my, my, my husband, I said, well, I'm not, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, you know, do that, do that. I said, it's only going to be a matter of time. I feel like before, you know, I'm probably not going to last in this position I as as I, you know, I, I had a lady, you know, call in with questions about her medic. And, you know, I, I went off the script and I start talking about, you know, her diet and what are you eating and her lifestyle. And, um, you know, so I was, I was kind of in, actually during that time, that's when I started my podcast, Mindful Empowerments, and took the course, you know, with London Real about starting your podcast, because I really wanted to do something different than just being a part of the system. So I was working in, in that, in that job, and I was starting the podcast at the same time. And I felt like I really needed to do something that, you know, had purpose to it, that I was making a difference rather than just reading some, you know, biased script. So, but actually it happens that, um, the company was going through a reorganization, and the whole group I was with we all, all got let go so now i 'm just focused on doing the podcast and I did get a you know an offer um, within a couple of days of getting let go for another job, but I just I felt like that wasn 't the right thing um, you know to do as far as i didn 't feel like I was going to really effectively um, you know, be you know helping people and making a positive difference in their lives so um, so now I'm doing my podcast, Mindful Empowerment, and you know I have interviews each week, and giving a, another view than you're gonna hear in your typical, you know, mainstream. I don't, of course, necessarily I don't necessarily you know agree with all of it, or I just think it's so important for people to be able to get another perspective and then to decide for themselves. You know, for example, with the um, the flu shot, I just did a you know 15 minute video, you know, by myself. Um, you know, use data just from the CDC Centers, you know, for Disease Control website showing, hey, this is, you know, what they say about it. And then I want people to be able to make a, an informed choice. And it's um, kind of get, getting into, you know, what your mission is and, and your podcast. And I really like how you say moving from fear into health. And I know I talk, I talk about in my description, you know, let, you know letting go of fear, because I think that's what really holds people um, back from being able to make a, an empowered choice so that was kind of a long
1: answer <laughs>
0: yeah no really
1: good I'd like to know more about the scripting because yeah it's very biased and one sided and sale orientated you know and people I think yeah what we're both trying to do is empower people to look inside do like trust what your own inner voice is saying and look if you're in fear, then you're going to follow the narrative because you think that you have no choice. But as soon as you move out of that and start to empower yourself with information, you can make a choice that's more personal. So I think that's what the, we're, we have a shared vision there,
0: which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. I see it's all you know, all the time with you know, patients they they get a diagnosis and then they come in and they, they think the only alternative is to take, you know, a medication when there might be other options that could help them more, but kind of the system the way it is, people are brought up thinking, Oh, my, my doctor said this, so this must be right, and almost not even, you know, yeah. questioning that. And then they're just kind of giving up their, their power when they're when they immediately just you know, trust the system and not even considering something else.
1: Yeah. I think we've been programmed to give away our power. Like we're programmed from the age of zero to seven to so think if you're, well, even when you're little, you're programmed. As soon as you're sick, often your mom takes you to a doctor, you know? So what, what do we do? We go to a doctor, we go to an authority to, you know, to treat. So it's almost becomes like this, belief that that's the only option. And then people don't look at deeper causes and to realize the physicals are just a mirror of what's going on, often stress-related, emotional-related, maybe environmental, but there's lots of reasons and that has to be cleaned up before you can get better.
0: Right, yeah, there's so many reasons behind it. And like you're saying, we were brought up like that. And, you know, even, you know, when I was, you know, working in retail pharmacy, you know, we'd wear our white lab coats and, you know, someone would say, oh, can I talk to the pharmacist? And you'd come over, you know, your pharmacist tag on the white lab coat and be like, oh, you're the pharmacist. And, you know, I, you, yeah, I'm, I am a pharmacist. I went to school, I got the degree, but it was almost like this, ooh, what, whatever you say, I won't you know, question it because you have this title.
1: Yeah. Yeah, even as a naturopath, we as we went through school, we had to wear the white coat, but I haven't worn one since. I don't, I don't see myself as superior. I, find, I see myself as someone that walks beside someone to help them figure out what's going on. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. It always felt wrong to me.
0: Yeah, and, and I felt like some people they they just wanted an answer like when they you know when they would ask a question and you know if i said well you know this study show this you know it could cause this side effect you know i i couldn't really give them a a, a guarantee cuz i never wanted to say something you know that i wasn't sure of and i i noticed you know some other you know professionals they they would just be I think they knew the same information I did, but they would say it in a more authoritative way. It, kind of, you know, and then, and, cause I think that's what a lot of people wanted to be. They wanted to be told, you know, this is what it is. This is what it. they didn't want to have, you know, be presented with like another viewpoint. Cause then that brings up like kind of ambiguity and, and, mm-hmm. and questioning.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people are looking for the magic bullet and, you know, often it's sold like that, you know, that work won't be involved. You just take a pill and you're better magically. <laughs> yes. <the> <laughs> but yeah, side effects aren't something that are just, dis- that is discussed that often. Eh?
0: Yeah. and um, Yeah. People want the magic pill, whatever it is, you know, diet, lose sleep, <laughs> stress, but yeah. you know, like, like you were saying, you know, really there's so many f- factors to it and that's something something else i learned it's it's not just you know physically somebody has high blood pressure take a pill it's you know what's going on um you know emotionally and and what are you eating and so many things and and i found interesting like you know in pharmacy school there might be like a quick line about have a healthy diet but you know there really wasn't any you know what is a healthy diet Um, and, it, and, you know, they would teach us, you know, for hypertension, you know, high blood pressure, make sure, you, you know, either you're lowering your salt, you know, going on the DASH, you know, diet. And then, I, you know, I've, I've read research since then that's actually, you know, sugar's contributing far more to people's high blood pressure. Salt's not really a problem for most people. Um, so yeah, just yeah. one example. But getting at, there's so many other, other factors to, to really consider if you're trying to help someone to be healthy and then just just take a pill
1: yeah and it's all about balance salt is needed you know and so yeah it's about balance so what did you along that in that time you must have transformed a bit yourself doing things to look after yourself and you must have come to this realization you know by by discovering those things as well what happened that way
0: yeah um i guess a few different things um one thing was I, I started practicing yoga and i guess we you know could look at that in different ways like one might just be the you know exercise component um but you know another you know what i, I guess what i'm getting at is beyond that kind of you know that's when i, I started being aware of you know meditating and cons- you know practicing yoga you know you know meditate going through the You know, postures, being more aware, more, you know, mindful, more conscious of, uh, you know, of your thoughts rather than just kind of going day to day doing the same thing. So, so the yoga practice is something that helps, um, help, help me kind of in some of those ways. And then I became more, uh, you know, aware too of, you know, what is really the food I'm eating, healthy eating, like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, important to eat the org- organic foods I don't want things that are you know genetically modified or have pesticides on them um, so then I made changes um, to my diet you know the, the incorporating yoga into my life that was um, definitely a, a you know a change there and and being more um, I think more more mindful as far as you know how I'm you know what am I doing with you know spending my time you know it's it was you know it was i guess it was a big deal i guess getting you know you know whatever degree you have so i got you know my degree you know worked hard at it you know it took you know a lot of nights i was in the libraries, you know studying and stuff but i had that you know end goal in mind of you know getting the degree so i i got that and then great you know high income working as a pharmacist but then it's like okay well now what you know making you know money and okay what I'm I'm having fun, you know, I was living, you know, in California by the beach, okay, this is cool. Then like, and then that's what kind of when I started practicing yoga at that time and and kind of being more, um, or learning more, I guess you might say, about other sides to the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, And, and when you become aware
1: of it, it's hard not to change, or especially if you're in it for the right reasons, which is to help people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I knew I had to change something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So meditation is interesting. Like often often people have difficulty with it because they can't slow down their brain or there's all these thoughts. It's hard to stop thinking, but that's almost the point of it at first is to even be aware of the thoughts that you're having, isn't it? What was your process like?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you know, like you know, being aware of the thoughts you're having and just taking time to stop um, maybe thinking about 20 things at once, you know, which, which I know, you know, when I'm working in the pharmacy, I'm I'm being told, okay, this person at the counter needs this. I got this phone call. I'm trying to fill a prescription. And, you, you know, most people just in their everyday life are constantly being bombarded by so many things at one time. So then to take time to, to just stop and just you know, focus your attention on, on one thing and then, okay, and then your attention might, you know, drift off. But that's okay, it's just the process of just kind of bringing it bringing it back. And I, I, you know, got so much more, um, I guess I might say like energy or kind of sense of like calm and, and clarity and, and focus. And uh, it's interesting. I I have some people who tell me, oh, yoga is not my thing. Meditation is not my thing. I don't want, I can't be still. I just have to keep, keep, you know, moving or keep going. But I think that's almost the, the, one of the points of it. It is hard and sure your mind wanders to something else, but it's just that process of taking that time and then you get the benefit out of it. Yeah.
1: Because there is so much in life, like, to be distracted by, you know, if you're going to be constantly saying, oh, I've got to do this and, oh, I love to do that. Like you're distracted from your own inner knowing or your innate knowing, which I believe it's called intuition or, you know, your connection to your real purpose. So it's, it can be very distracting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
1: Yeah. And what what else did you discover? along the way, food, yoga, and then just wanting to make a difference.
0: Yeah. And, and being more mindful, I guess that, you know, ties in a little with what we we're saying with the meditations, kind of that, you know, that awareness of, you know, rather than just kind of being in the, you know, program of, you know, wake you up and, you know, check my email or do this and watch this show, you know, like when, you know, when I get up in the, in the morning, I don't, I make a point, I don't even look at my phone. I don't look at my email, you know, you know, for like, ha- you know, half hour, you know, I'll get up and do some, you know, yoga or meditation or something first to kind of get, you know, get my mindset right for the day. Um, I think yeah, that's a, beautiful, that's a great practice.
1: And what is mindset? You know, we, we say, what is it to you, that shift that happens?
0: I think it's um, like a, a focus and, you know, like an awareness. And then whatever happens that day might be a stressful situation. Whatever else is kind of going on, I, you know, hope to have more kind of, you know, peace and tranquility, like, you know, in, you know, in me. And then I can approach those situations better or I'm gonna, you know, respond rather than, you know, react. Like you, you go through the day and you have whatever feelings you have, but then rather than just immediately taking action, just kind of being aware of it and kind of deciding, all right, what am I, you know, going to do or I'm going to say in a more thoughtful manner.
1: Yeah. I had an example of that yesterday. I was, I was very centered yesterday and I, at 3 p.m., I took my daughter to a friend. And on the way back, my car stopped at a really busy intersection. And like a lot of times I go into a bit of a panic and that would, you know, ruin my day. And I actually had to get a tow truck, have a towed, get a ride home. And it almost didn't affect me. I'm still in marvel of, of, of that. And then I got home and we have horses and I had to feed. Had to feed them, and one of them was sick, and that's usually a pretty big deal. Like, he wasn't eating, and it it means colic, and some, you know, it could unravel into something pretty serious. And I handled that really well. And then I got a phone call that my dad wasn't doing that well. And none of those, like, I went through each one, but in such a centered way that it didn't really steal. You know, you can really lose your energy in it and become exhausted mm-hmm. from it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still marveling how how I didn't get pulled out of my center. And it takes practice.
0: Just yeah, that, that's a great example. Because yeah. yeah. we can, like, I think you know, every day we wake up with you know so much, you know, energy, whether you know physical energy or just emotional energy too. And then we don't want to start you know wasting it or. You know, using it on, on things that aren't beneficial for us.
1: Yeah, and uh, I also study, the you know, the unconscious mind and how we can get suddenly triggered. We can be in this very balanced state, but then something will happen in our environment that triggers us into a state of stress, and, you know, so quickly and easily. And I'm aware, like mindfully aware that that can happen. So and it still does, like, we're all human, it still happens, but once you become aware of it, it ha- it loses its grasp, like, you can still stay in that lovely, grounded state.
0: Yeah, and um, it kind of reminds me, like, something else is just realizing that, you know, we have the power to control, you know, our happiness, you know, just like we're talking about our, you know, energy and our responses, and you know, we can't make anybody else happy, you know, we can try to do, you know, whatever nice things, maybe it can lift their spirit short term, or each person has, like, in them that power to choose how they're going to react, how they're going to um, respond, and if they're, what they're going to let, you know, get, get to them and control, um, you know, whether they're going to feel happy or not. I mean, maybe it sounds, I don't know, it's kind of simple, but I think it's really, you know, if when people approach, you know, whatever their, their life or their, their day like that, knowing that I have the power to control if I'm happy, it doesn't matter what somebody says, what somebody else does, this is something, you know, some way we can all can take our power back.
1: Yeah. And even like, if you do get triggered, just bring yourself back to center. I think it's really important. Actually, it sounds so simple, but even the situation of the planet right now, everyone's in this state of fear and Being like feeling like someone else has control, and we're giving it away in many ways. We're giving away our power. But if we each take it back to this, if each of us do it individually and act upon an innate knowing, I think it will really contribute to how because it's a ripple effect, so it has to contribute to what happens on this planet. So it's really.
0: Yeah, definitely. Each each of us kind of making that that change, and then you know influencing maybe you kind know, of whatever small you know circle people around us, or just just us h- having that change. It's it's going to affect you know whether you know you're going to you know get in an argument or be angry or you know sure we're all people and you know this things happen, but it just the way we are in in self internally, you know, is going to affect. You know like like those things, the conversations we have and what what we put out there, and then you know looking at you know people kind of as a planet um you know something that I, I hear a lot is you know people saying oh i'm I'm offended or you know I might see on you know t v oh a neighbor complained about someone else because they put this on their house and they were offended and to me I, I feel like when we when we do that we're- we're giving up our power when we say we were offended i I think if you know if there's you know, something going on one person to another, they can privately go and talk to them and say, hey, I think, you know, whatever about this and I want to share it with you rather than kind of broadcasting, oh, I'm offended. It's almost like a way I feel of calling attention to try to make, you know, someone look like they have the moral high ground and, and, you know, look at me and my character because I'm offended because of this. So I I see it as kind of giving up our, our power when we kind of broadcast it out like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and using power over someone else, which is, yeah, equally wrong in many ways. Like you say, you should, like, what is offend, like saying you're offended, it's to stop the other person, right? In a way you want to shame and stop them from doing whatever they're doing that's offending you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so what else? What other nuggets do you have to share with us today? What if, what if someone was on a number of pharmaceuticals? What, what advice would you give them?
0: Um, I think that it's, I mean, I, I would love for them to be, you know, open-minded and, and, and want to say, oh, is there any other alternatives? You know i could i could take and a lot of times it just starts with looking at you know the diet and and the lifestyle and just making some small changes and then oh you know maybe there are you know you you know if someone's on 10 drugs okay maybe you know a few of these you know you can change your diet and your lifestyle and then kind of get off of those or tr- try some something else actually we're talking about meditation but meditation really helps to um, I mean there's studies that show you know benefiting people who feel depressed or anxious, and you know, there 's other things like that that people can do so I, I would love to kind of help in that that process of showing some other other options and you know kind of doing just some small things like but that over time can make a big difference like with exercise and what you 're eating yeah and it yeah, and it doesn 't have to be going
1: off all of them all at once or you know, it's taking back your power and taking responsibility for your own health. And then just seeing where that leads, you know, like maybe, like you say, your doctor would allow you to go off of some, and then as you get better and better, you can go off of more. But I never say to go off of them initially. All, everything else has to happen first.
0: Mm-hmm. That,
1: you know what you're saying?
0: yes yeah yeah and and people could you know contact you know me directly you know any of your you know listeners that would want and i could you know take a look at their you know medical history and what they're taking and you know give some you know recommendations too
1: right because you understand pharmaceuticals from both sides so that's really valuable so
0: how do people reach out to you um, I'm on um, YouTube. My the channel is Mindful Empowerment, as, and that's the name also of the like, podcast on like Spotify or Apple Podcast, or on uh, Facebook at Mary Elizabeth Mansfield, um, or they could email me at um, Dr. Mary Elizabeth at Gmail. So any of those oh, those perfect. things. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: I'll add that into the description. Thank you so much, Mary, for sharing this with us today. And for everyone out there, don't give away your power to anyone else. Just go be you and be the wave.